new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josine Anderson, host of The Crew. This is episode 36, and you already see Fred Smoot to my right. Fred, what's going on? Oh, you got it, man. Hey, it's slow for the poor out here. You know, we, we in a new cycle where we hang on everything. We, we trap because we're waiting on the draft. We in the midst of free agency. So any little story is it, jumping off the board right now. Well, Fred, I, I did want to let you know that Morris Chestnut is not with us today as he is uh, hosting the talk again for the second oh. grade. What do you think about Morris hosting the talk? Congratulations, my friend. The one thing he can do is talk. Now, what come out of his mouth might not be true. <laughs> or might, he might be talking too much about the Eagles <laughs> uh, or, or, or whatever and crying that they still didn't win the Super Bowl, crying over that DPI call at the end with Juju. Hey, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a defensive back. DA, hey, pass interference has happened. Now, the thing is, what did they do afterwards? They had plays after that to stop that team. Mm, mm-hmm. and, and, and listen, I just got back from the uh, league meetings in Arizona at the very mm. posh Biltmore in, in Phoenix. And um, so a lot of, you know, things happen out there. Why you say, mm, are, you, are you impressed with the No, 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 no. You know, they just, they just show that you're a true insider. You know, I don't get invited to the owner's meeting and stuff like that. So give us the scoop because you ain't there just to look around. You're there to get the scoop. What you got? Well, I mean, you could just show up because there are people who just showed up like OBJ. I mean, you <laughs> to come in there with your uh, yellow, ca- what is it, your candy yellow hoopty and just... Hey, no, no, first of all, you could have done that. First of all, it's a Candy Gold Chevrolet uh, 85 Impala. If you knew the Southern culture, you'll know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. on 20-inch rims. Come on, that's how we that's how we ride out there. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, like I, I just wanted to say that you 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 could easily have walked through there, do your little uh, pimp walk that you do, just kind of the same way you did it through Grand Central Station in our original trailer. You know, mm-hmm. for this show, you remember how you was getting your smooth walk on after we got well, on. You know, you know, you know, regular regular people take walks. I take scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of scrolling, uh, a lot of people were scrolling through their timelines when some major news happened at the league meetings. Check this out, Fred. A minute before uh, John Harbaugh, head coach of the Ra- uh, Ravens, sat down for his press conference with the media, Lamar Jackson drops on Twitter a personal letter to the fans, uh, basically stating that uh, he is uh, he asked for a trade as of March 2nd. As of March 2nd. So that was like uh, during, like right after the finish, what the end of the combine or what have you. And um, I'm just curious, not only what did you think about it? What did you think about the timing of it? And even though it's passed now, so we're not going to make it so much about that. But now that there's been a few days that have passed since the trade demand, what impact, if any, do you think that his move had? First of all, I, I remember telling you months ago, if that couple is in counseling, they already broke up. Huh? And then I knew something wasn't right here. And here got the thing about Lamar. He needs to stay off Twitter. Like, I'm sorry. Tw- you cannot handle business on Twitter. You cannot weaponize the people on Twitter because nobody listening to them. Like, at the end of the day, you just got to be professional at that quarterback position. He has to take a very deck. Prescott route to making this happen. You can't tell me if that can get a contract done after he coming off a horrific injury. 
you can't get a uh, you can't get a deal done. Yes, you can, but having no agent, speaking for yourself. That's why we have an agent, so we have a buffer, so we don't have to speak for ourselves, so we don't have to take this on. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's no collusion. Think about this. When, Drew, uh, when, when Tom Brady, the GOAT, said he was leaving uh, New England, he practically had two suitors, maybe three, Tampa, Miami, San Francisco, maybe. That's it. So I'm not shocked that people not only don't want to uh, give up two first rounders and then have to pay him. So now you're paying him $200 million and also we don't got two future first rounders to give you help to win a championship. Well, I just want to let you know what I'm doing here, Fred. Well, I am listening to you, but while we are talking, uh, OBJ tweeted the word gang. So now all of the Jets fans are on Twitter saying, is it gang green? You know, what does this mean? So I'm, I'm sitting here texting, you know, just making sure I'm not missing nothing. So I'm just trying to send a quick text over to, you know, Florham Park just to make sure, you know, that I, I ain't missing nothing or whatever. I mean, we're definitely going to get to that. But what do you think of, you know, listen, these athletes, you know how you athletes are always sending out these messages. Uh, you know what I love about OBJ? That's how you sell yourself. Mm. OG, uh, he didn't even play football last year. He's doing a better job of selling himself for employment than Lamar Jackson. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? At the end of the day, he's doing a better job. Like my grandma said, you attract more bees with honey than vinegar. Uh, you can lash out, lash out, lash out. That's not attractive. Uh, you want... You, your quarterback has to be that one grown up in the room. Wait, who are you saying is lashing out? You, you feel like Lamar's lashing out? I feel out? like Lamar's lashing out because I one. This was your dude. I thought this was your dude. I love, I love Lamar, okay. but just because I love a person, I can call you out when you're wrong. Okay. I feel okay. like he, he's not going about handling his business as a grown up quarterback. Right, this is it. You got football players, us, and you got quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. right, they are different, they are entity. They are the face of the franchise. They are a corporation up inside of their self. We, we know we're not on their level as cornerbacks, as linemen. You're a quarterback. And I feel like right now, if I had to judge on who's handling their offseason better, OBJ or Lamar Jackson, I have to say OBJ. Interesting, you know, because, of, you know, he obviously – tweeted that and it got millions of you know you know tweets and engagement in terms of at least not only people talking about him Fred but talking about him when the 32 GMs were convening at the same time I guess what people were pointing out about it though Fred was that um, it's not as if teams couldn't talk about him before his tweet because he was already on the non-exclusive yeah. uh, franchise tag. So with that respect, people were saying, you know, what was the what were you trying to accomplish since the floods of communication were already open, so to speak? Yeah, like you, you throwing it into the wind. Like, like you said, they, they didn't have to wait to talk to him. They didn't. It ain't even talk to him. It's about talking about him inside of the organization, all right? And, and the one organization that I'm just, I'm very shocked, and maybe they see some in a quarterback that we don't. I just thought Atlanta was the perfect place for him. You know, I could be greedy and say D.C., but I feel like Atlanta, city-wise, and the one thing I've, I've, I want him to step into is he got he's leaving a lot of money off the field. Mm -hmm. I feel like Atlanta would nurture him and know how to sell that package. 
All right, so I feel like Atlanta, the Falcons, not just as an organization, not just as a city, I feel like everything about Atlanta says Lamar Jackson to me. I'm shocked, especially with Arthur Smith at the quarterback, a, a guy that loved to run the ball. I'm shocked that Atlanta is not making a move. I'm very shocked. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Uh, well, Atlanta has basically said what a lot of teams have said, which is that um, – you know, they are not pursuing Lamar because of the cost of Lamar and uh, it, it affecting other pieces that they can get or other pieces that they do have. And then I saw Jason Lackenford come on Twitter and basically say, if you can't get the one of the best players in the NFL, something is wrong. So as a former player in the NFL, Fred, can you tell me, what you think about this and, and is something wrong with the economy of the NFL? Do we need to have a conversation about positional caps, quarterback exemption caps or something like that? Well, you know what? I, I've always said I thought the quarterback salary should not count against the cap. That allows you to pay the most important player on the team without hurting and harming and killing the rest of your team's growth. I always said that that should be the one thing that is that shouldn't count. But I don't think it's an economy problem. I think it is Russell Wilson left a stench of going to pay a quarterback and what you get from him. Uh, who else before Russell? We, we've had quarterbacks make the, get these big salaries and not go bring a championship. So people are asking themselves, if I add Lamar Jackson to my team, is am I automatic like Pat Mahomes? That, that's what they're asking. Yeah, I mean, but okay. So you're basically saying you do not feel like the quarterback salary should count against the cap. All right. No, I, I think it should be independent of the cap. Okay, and then to and to that extent, do you feel like if that was the case, some of these teams like uh, Atlanta, some of these yes. teams like the Bucks. Uh, some of these, well, the Panthers already listen, 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 as much as I think we love Sam Howell and everybody try to run with a quarterback while they own a rookie contract, if 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 we weren't in the ownership situation, I believe we would be buyers. Let's just say if Dan wasn't selling the team, I know a lot of Washington fans would love for Dan Snyder to be the old Dan Snyder and go overpay Lamar. They would love for him to be raw form Dan Snyder and go pay him. So I think the only reason we're not on that list because we're not, we still got business to handle in-house before we can unilaterally handle business. Well, you're absolutely right. And I did have a chance to talk to Ron Rivera while at the owners' meetings. It was during his press conference while he was sitting at a table surrounded by a whole bunch of media. And he was talking about how, you know, satisfied they are with the acquisition of Jacoby Brissett and, and Sam Howell already being there and saying it's definitely going to be a true competition, Fred, between both, you know, quarterbacks for QB1. But essentially, I was saying, you know, when you have a, a quarterback that is the caliber of uh, Lamar, who touches the ball every time on offense and who already is a franchise, you know, guy, why wouldn't you be focusing on a quarterback who is a known commodity as opposed to one that you're hoping develops into one? And obviously you're talking about the obvious factors, cost, 
and the fact that you're transitioning through ownership, but you know, and you and I have somewhat touched this before. If the quarterback like Sam Howell, if the hope is that he develops into a franchise quarterback, he's going to cost that anyways. So essentially I said this, and I know the Washington media latched onto it in, in terms of that phrase that I asked Ron, and it wasn't meant to be anything, but just really trying to phrase it as far as what it looks like. Isn't that just kicking the can down the road, Fred? No, nah, it ain't kicking the can down the road. It ain't. Every team want a franchise quarterback, but every team also wants to uh, have a homegrown franchise quarterback. We drafted Sam, and people forget this guy was slotted to be a first-rounder. He, he just had a bad senior year that, that made him fall in the draft. And I, and I tell people all the time, for every Peyton Manning, it's a Tony Romo. It's a Kurt Warner. And when I look at Sam Howe, he reminds me of Tony Romo. A mm. uh, very good athlete, has escapability in the pocket, can run if he needs to, hell of a arm, can make every pass, and he has some a Kurt Warner est. So I can see it, it would put it like this: it would not shock me if Sam Howe went out there and balled. It would not shock me because I need my I need my quarterbacks to go through something. All the great quarterbacks went through something. Tom Brady fell in the draft, went through something. Joe Montana went through something. All the quarterbacks that accomplished the only thing that matters, which is the Super Bowl, went through something. All the quarterbacks we had in Washington. We so Lamar, are Lamar ain't been through something? No, no, no. We are an organization, regardless of our success of three Super Bowl, we have never had a long-term relationship with a quarterback. We got uh, uh, Doug Williams won a Super Bowl. He was never drafted here. He wasn't a long-term quarterback. Joe Theismann wasn't a long-term quarterback. So even in our successful years, we haven't had that long relationship with a quarterback, and that's why we've been in the abyss. All right, and we've always tried to go buy other people merchandise, and it hasn't worked out for us. Okay, well, let me read you um, this quote from a lady named Sarah Ellison. She covers the uh, Baltimore uh, Ravens. She used to be the uh, editor, I believe, um, of their website, uh, co-host of the Ravens Vault on Blue Wire Pods. As I'm just looking at her Twitter page. Um, right now, but she had this tweet that said this, how other NFL teams have talked about Lamar Jackson within the last week versus how the Ravens have talked about him. So how other teams versus how Ravens have talked about him. So 49ers head coach Mike Shanahan said, quote, we got three quarterbacks that we're pretty good with right now. Bucks yeah. Todd Bowles. We know it's time for us to get under the cap and he makes a lot of money. Colts didn't rule him out, but owner Jim Irsay said, as an owner, I do not believe in Guaranteed contracts. First of all, he's not asking for one as of now anymore. Yeah. Uh, when you have a rookie quarterback, it gives you the opportunity to build a franchise for the first three or four years. Arthur Blank, looking at it objectively, that's from the Falcons. I'd say there's some concern over how long he can play his style of game. Hopefully a mm -hmm. long time, but he's missed five or six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business. Uh, Scott Fitterer for the Panthers. He's done a great option, a really expensive option, but we're focused more on draft picks. From the Lions, Dan Campbell, Lamar is a heck of a talent. But, man, we got a quarterback, and thank God we've got, uh, we've got one. 
Pat's owner, Robert Kraft, said that's Bill Belichick's decision. Joe Douglas of the Jets, that would be in disingenuous negotiating in bad faith if we went down that path. Right now, we have our plan. Pete Carroll, we're not interested. I couldn't imagine him being available, and we couldn't afford him. Martin Mayhew from the Commanders. For us right now, we're moving forward with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. And then here's Ravens head coach John Harbaugh finally saying, that's the guy I want to see. Be our quarterback. That's my guy. We made a decision to go with Lamar Jackson five years ago. Why? Because we love him. We love him. We love the way he plays. We love his mindset, his charisma, his style, the way he's in the locker room, everything about him. We love him. Your thoughts. Hey, ain't no place like home. Uh, is a is a guy that left for money reasons. I went to Minnesota, and I emotionally did not like it there. I missed Washington. And anytime a player is not emotionally happy, you will not get the best version of them. And sometimes the best thing is to negotiate with the people you know. Uh, and I think Lamar and Baltimore go together like grits and cheese, and I love both of them. But at the end of the day, I just think they need to sit down and – I think with Lamar, he needs to take the, the, the emotion out of business. Business, making business deals, not emotional. Not emotional. And I'm a guy, when I came back from Minnesota to Washington, I went in there with Dan Snyder. I went in there with Coach Gibbs and did my own contract. All right, because I had a rapport and a relationship with them. All right, so I could do that. But I knew I had to go in there and take my emotions out of it. And I'm going to hit a hand of business and I'm not going to leave until we come up with a deal. Didn't take us long, came up with the deal. They introduced me back as a team. That's how it happens. But I think with this one, I think Lamar wants what he wants. And he and he don't doesn't understand negotiation is a process. All right? And that process is going back and forth. And that's where he's losing his battle communication with his own team well i just got a text back from a jet source saying i don't think that's us so uh, i don't think that's happening at the moment um no the perfect place for obj mm -hmm. is with lamar in baltimore mm -hmm. all right that's the perfect place for why? him why are we yeah. going there already why is why is the perfect <laughs> hold on why is the perfect place and, and wait a minute let me let me let me clear i'm not saying that you know, the Ravens are bad. I'm saying it's relative to some other options in Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, you know, Pat yeah. Mahomes and the Chiefs. First, first of all, let, let, let me shoot down Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Oh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson is a true number one. They drafted him last year. Mm -hmm. All right, they got Alan Lazard. They got Chris, they got Corey Davis. Mm -hmm. They got uh, they, they got receivers. He gonna go be one of the guys. All right, but well, that ain't OBJ. OBJ is an alpha male. All right, and if you want to be the number one receiver for a team, right for the picking, you mm -hmm. can go over there and be the number one option. Then you got tight end with Andrews. Then you got uh the guy they drafted last year coming out for injury. Now they wide receiver court look that much better. All right, with an OBJ. And he becomes the number one outside target. I think it works. Well, okay. So just you're talking about the fact that you like Baltimore because he has an opportunity to be the X alpha there, what have you. Let, let's use the example of the Philadelphia Eagles, where you have AJ Brown, where you have uh, Devontae Smith, and where you have also Quez Watkins. And do you know that there are many games, Fred, where each of those receivers, mainly Devonta and um, 
and AJ Brown had 90 plus yards together, 100, you know, plus yards. So yeah, and don't, for, and don't, for, don't forget they drafted a wide receiver in the first round last year. Baltimore, he could he could flat out play. He had great games at the beginning of the year. And that's not to exclude the weapons that the Ravens have, but the point that you were making is you said that he should go to the Ravens because he has the opportunity to be the you know the 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 lead wide receiver there and all i'm saying is do you not see the eagles as a good example of being able to have you know multiple strong wide receiver threats and yes. still getting their production yes. as a cornerback yourself yes but you also have to start collecting them uh, you don't have a good group unless you start collecting them all right right now we would rank the baltimore ravens wide receiver core at the bottom of the nfl you add an obj to it and bakeman becomes your number two all right and, and Andrews as your wife as your tight end that boosts them up and then and go sign another veteran wide receiver. Now they look totally different. Don't forget they still got a high first round draft pick. They can spend that on uh a, a ton of wide receivers in this draft. So at the end of the day, it's players out there, but you have to start collecting wide receivers to have a good group. And starting with OBJ would be great. But hey, the most perfect place for him with Andy Reid and with Pat Mahomes. You always go as a receiver. With the best quarterback. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes Fred, that that is a, it. It is a good option playing with Patrick Mahomes, who's also young, just like Lamar, who's also young. This is why I think the Jets should be on Lamar Jackson. Not that Aaron Rodgers won't be good. Um, it's just that obviously Lamar is the longer term plan as far as his age. So for you know, for that standpoint, but you know, uh, Fred, the one thing, kind of but, but it's a knock on Lamar, uh, Jay. He, he, listen to me. The one thing we can say about him, he's electrifying, he's game-breaking. But the playoffs, as the year goes on, he starts to wear down. Uh, he starts to wear down. What have you done for me in the playoffs is what people want to know. And let's be honest, his arc, career arc, is always going to be compared and tied to Michael Vick. All right, well, Michael Vick had a laser arm coming out, but depended on his feet. As he took a step back and and, and, and started to use the arm, uh, his, he, he extended three years on his career. I understand what they're saying, the wear and tear of running the ball. And ask yourself, is Lamar as a pure passer, do you think as a pure passer, not running, that he could take you to a championship? Yes, I do. Because oh, I, I, I do also. But what I'm saying is he needs the weapons. Like, he's he's never had a Tyreek Hill. He's never had a Waddle. He's never had. Well, right now he's not helping Baltimore's course or, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying? He's not caused, rather, by yeah. the fact that he is, you know, his situation is uncertain during a time of, you know, the height of free agency where the yeah. Ravens are trying to attract, you know, top um Wide receiver, wide like like, yeah. like OB, like an OBJ. Matter of fact, you know, we're speaking mm -hmm. of OBJ, he did show up at the Biltmore in Arizona. Just walked through the front entrance, pulled up in his Rolls Royce. Agent came in the in the black SUV and just came all swagged out and met with the Ravens. That's the meeting that he did have scheduled. And then he just bumped into different teams, including the Jets or what have you. Mostly meetups and greetups and daps and hugs and hellos. Uh, obviously, Fred, you know what he was doing. You know. Talking to talking to 
the Ravens, but you know, getting creating the buzz, doing what you would do back in your heyday. Mm-hmm. He's marketing himself. Who did I tell you is winning the marketing battle in the offseason right now? I like both OG of them are doing very strongly, actually. OBJ and, and Lamar. I mean, he got he got no, the entire gym mark. He marketing this. He he dropped me dropping this after this tweet and that tweet. He got he he did it when all 32 GMs are together. Now did, did, did he create any trade partners? I don't know about that, but he certainly got people talking. Oh, Odell mm-hmm. is, is creating a frenzy. Mm-hmm. All right. Odell wants to get paid. Let's not forget that. He wants to get paid like a number one. Mm-hmm. Why not go to a city that's going to pay you as a number one? Because I don't see Kansas City. I see Kansas City playing him as a number one. I don't see him paying him as a number one. Mm-hmm. And so I have to look at that and say, OBJ is trying to get back to that pinnacle of top wide receiver. I can only do that if I'm your number one choice and I know I'm going to get 120 to 130 chances to catch balls a year. I mean, I, I hear you. Um I hear you. I, 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 I think that I would have to say that I couldn't be surprised if OBJ's agent's idea for showing up at the owner's meeting came from the effect that Lamar had just the day before uh, dropping his tweet during the owner's meeting. So, for, you know, from that and, and not to say that it's a completely original idea and that he couldn't have conceived that on his own, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if one occurrence, you know, led to the other in that in that instance. But um, he, here we are uh, right now. We still don't know of any team that has stepped forward as far as trying to trade, you know, for Lamar. There's been some reporting on the Indianapolis call to Jim Ursay saying money wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I had heard last week, although things can be fluid, that um, that Lamar, that l- the Indianapolis Colts wouldn't necessarily be a team that he was primarily interested in uh, again full disclosure not getting that direct from uh, uh, Lamar people do talk or what have you and obviously things can change Um, one team that although the cap situation is jacked up and all this other stuff and but teams obviously can do cap gymnastics Fred but if I'm the Baltimore Ravens man I would love for the San Francisco 49ers to be able to figure it out because even though they might not have a first and I don't memorize their draft picks and all this other stuff I'm not saying it makes I don't I I can't tell you if it makes sense I mean I should have probably done a little bit better research before the podcast but what i do know is that they have trey lance and whatever whatever uh trade i do i would want a quarterback in return that can perform this year oh most definitely in the court in san francisco has the firepower but because they just signed hargrove hargrove and the defensive line they don't have the cash to do it don't forget bosa contract is coming up like they have some homegrown guys that they got to pay themselves so this is not over with they would have to part ways with one of their because let's not let's be honest hmm. the 49ers have one of the highest paid offensive tackles one of the highest paid middle linebackers, one of the highest paid wide receivers, one of the highest paid tight ends. All right, they have, they have, they don't have a lot to work with. And then let's be honest, if anybody is not quarterback dependent, it's the 49ers. They're built to be not quarterback dependent. Mm. So going back to this point, because honestly, Fred, I really feel like this is the, the main point of everything right now. And I'm so mad that I forgot to ask Roger uh, during the, um, you know, the commissioner's press conference. Why don't you think that the league has then moved towards um, exempting the quarterback's pay 
from the cap. Why why don't you think that this has happened yet? Because you're naming all you're naming a team like the 49ers that has all of these players paid and then you're using that as justification as to why you couldn't pay possibly the most important position on the team, even though you're saying their style of play isn't necessarily dependent upon it, but they still haven't won the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, no, they haven't because every time the quarterback gets hurt, like it doesn't, it doesn't fail. I, I don't know. It's like the one thing about this is my grandma always said is common sense was coming. The world would be a better place. I, it, it, common sense ain't everybody doesn't have like, like instantly for instantly, just, just totally off basis. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to fix the economy in the WNBA, why won't the WNBA play games right before the NBA like we do in high school. The girls play before the guy. All right, so that means you always playing in front of a pack house. And one thing I always say when I go to NBA games, it's too short. When I get there, I sit down. Next thing you know, I'm getting up. I got to leave. All right, so if you, if, if, why not give me double headers in every city I go to? So I would watch the Mystic and then I would watch the uh, the Wizards. I would love to have that done, but they won't do that. Common sense. I would know why because they don't want it to be equal. All right, they don't want it to be equal pay. They don't want it to be nothing equal. All right, if you want to sell a game, sell a game. Okay, so I'm still trying to hear. As I keep an eye on, uh, Eagles are signing former Saints defensive tackle Cantavius. Uh, the tweet just went away in front of me. Kentavious uh, Street, per sources, that it's according to Adam Schefter right now as we're in the middle of the podcast. News is always still rolling. Have I heard your main headline reason as to why the the, the NFL is not is not doing these? Uh, well, the main reason as to why the NFL is not doing these? Common Did I hear it yet? Yeah, I'm telling you because. Common sense is not common. All right, if they wanted to get, listen, and we got we got a shortage in the world on earth of quarterbacks. All right, eight billion people on this planet. We have never found thirty-two people that can play quarterback good at the same time. All right, eight billion people. All right, so we have a quarterback shortage. They don't want quarterbacks to be stuck in a place for twenty years. They want mobility. They want this to be a battle of who can run the cap better. I right, think about this. Mm -hmm. If Bezos buys the Washington Commanders tomorrow, mm -hmm. if Bezos buys it, mm -hmm. the one of the richest men in mm -hmm. the world, not America, the mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. nobody can compete with us in a no cap NFL. We would literally buy. No, you, didn't, you didn't say no cap NFL. You just said no, that no, the quarterback no, no, no. salary hey, would be exempt. Yeah. Hey, once you take the quarterback off of it, it almost becomes no cap for the rest mm -hmm. of the guys because I can pay you inside of the cap now. Well, maybe some, okay. So maybe some other creative measure has to be a caveat to your rule, Fred, and we can call it the Fred Smoot, you know, quarterback cap exemption for this purpose. And oh, by the way, Fred, the owners meet again, May 22nd through 24th. So OBJ just randomly showed up at the owners meetings. If you want to scroll through, if you want to scroll through the owners yeah. meetings and propose the Smoot rule to, to fix all of these teams talking about why from a financial economical standpoint, they can't get Lamar. Feel free to scroll through and propose your rule. But maybe yeah. there's a caveat, I can't think of it right now, that needs yeah. to be inserted to keep it, you know, somewhat, 
manageable. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you guarantee money, which they don't want to do. Uh, if I guarantee my quarterback, Ollie, no, no, no. If I take the top two players on my team, quarterback, and probably they just say my middle linebacker, all right, and I guarantee them their money. That's what a billionaire like Bezos could do. He can come in and say, I don't care about guaranteed money. I guarantee it so it don't count against the cap. Like now we would start a cap warfare that they're not ready for because my guy wouldn't be scared one to guarantee and two once you guarantee a certain amount of money it lowers the cap because now I don't have to pay you that in salary I can pay you all that in bonus. Okay, but your your whole point just now was that if your owner was a Jeff Bezos who's not only yeah. one of the richest men in the NFL but in the world came yeah. in and he has unlimited resources. Yes. If you instituted and made uh, contracts more guaranteed, made that more uh, omnipresent, you know, kind of mechanisms here for executing contracts, how then does it make it more fair? And I thought that was your original point for yeah. the other 31 teams who don't have just Jeff Bezos. Uh, uh, but, but, but guess what? It, it, until somebody breaks the pendulum and tries something different, Mm -hmm. It forces the hand. If, mm -hmm. if Jeff Bezos came in here, guaranteed a couple of three, four players their money just to shrink the cap so he can sign anybody he wants, you don't think other teams and other billionaires will start taking that approach? Yes, they will. But somebody has to break the wheel. Somebody has well, to come in. already has. Jimmy Haslam. No, no, but guess what? They haven't shown success from it. When you break the wheel, you need to do it and have success from doing it. Mm -hmm. So you feel you feel like not having success with the combination of guaranteed contracts is the threshold that is being held back now from yeah. I two two people I hate to say it, it's two quarterbacks hated on Lamar Jackson. And that was Russell Wilson from his ill manic play this year, and that was Deshaun Watson because it was the contract that that that, that upset the apple cart. Mm -hmm. I, and then now one of these decisions paid off. Mm. Now one of these decisions paid off at all. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, this was upset the stomach of the owners. It ain't Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. the situations before Lamar Jackson. Mm. Yes, but what about the situations getting ready to come up? We got Jalen Hurts pending. Jalen Hurts will be taken care of. Jalen Hurts at some point, huh? Uh, Jalen Hurts in his short time has did something Lamar hasn't done, taking his team to the quarterback. Plus, I mean to the Super Bowl. Plus, he plays for Philadelphia, who's known to keep their quarterbacks. All right, all right. They're going to sign him. Joe Burrow is Cincinnati royalty. He will be resigned. Won't they? And guess what? These things will happen. Quiet. Amount above Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, I don't know what the amount will, but these things will be handled quietly. All right, when Joe Burrow get paid, all we're going to see is Joe Burrow got paid. When Jalen Hurts get paid, all we're going to see is Sunday. Oh, Joe Burrow, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts got paid. Yeah, the point is not about whether it's going to be quiet. The point is about whether they are going to push beyond the threshold that's already out there. Yes, right they now. are. That's, that's, that's business. Huh? That's business. Like, the, the next man up get pays the most. It ain't about who's the best. It's the next man up get pays the most. But who handled a business like a businessman is the thing. All right? And Lamar, because of the uproar and because of uh, Twitter, stay off of Twitter. I right? handle business in house and it gets done. You handle business on the outside and it'll never get done.
By the way, speaking of staying off of Twitter, I would have to say that CJ Gardner Johnson right now, and I, and I heard people saying this at the owners' meetings, is, is the delete king on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they said he's the delete king. That he delete more tweets than you tweet a day, Fred. Hey, listen, that's because he's speaking from emotion. And when we speak from emotion, we don't think before we speak. We just speak because we're hurt. All right? And what he has to understand is the safety market is very much like the running back market, where they're not trying to pay you cornerback money or wide receiver money. All right? Think about this. What safety got paid this year? None of them. Well, it wasn't just the safeties, uh, Fred. I feel like after just a few initial guys and even less first wave guys uh, this year, you know, in terms of those big multi-year contract deals like your guy from the commanders, Deron Payne. But I felt like there were even, I don't know, like not only more one-year deals done, but more one-year deals done for less than what you think is even kind of the market value for the position. Mm -hmm. And then still a number of guys still out there waiting from the Ezekiel Ellis, from the yep. David Counties, Frank Clark, OBJ. Yep. I mean, you could you can name a number of guys that are still, you know, sitting out there, veteran guys that are not getting done. And what's terrible about this, if you think back for a little bit of NFL history here, uh, Sam Bradford was the last uh, quarterback in that class that got paid when the, the rookies used to get paid yes. before the rookie slotting. And, yes. uh, you know, the players agreed at that point to not have that be the case anymore, make it more of a slot system, thinking that the money was going to funnel to the middle guys and the veteran yep. guys. But what mm -hmm. has happened since then, summarily, is that the owners have been more holding on to the money as opposed to really rewarding the guys in the middle, despite the fact that they have this funding rule that makes the league have to pay at least 89% of the pot every four years. And, and during the CBA uh, negotiations, I said that this should have been at least every two, not every four. But yeah, I mean, I, I and everyone's crying, oh, we, we poor, we poor, even though they just signed a $2 billion a year with Google and, and Yahoo, I mean, Google yeah. and YouTube. And then now yeah. you see uh, NFL reporters uh, losing their job at the network, which we can get into. But uh, yeah, that, that's my point. Go ahead. Well, it's cause and effect here. All right, we got two variants in this. We got one variant that is COVID. COVID backlogged a lot of players, meaning a lot of players got filth six, seven, eight years, and we're just starting to wash all of these players out. So it's a backlog of players. Two, we have the draft. This is a very deep draft at wide receiver, very deep draft at cornerback, very deep draft at linebacker, very deep draft at offensive lineman. So, therefore, if I can get a cheaper version of you by drafting you, I will go about that. So, it makes the draft that much more important. So, at the end of the day, backlog of players because of COVID, packed draft. I'm not going to overpay for something that I can get cheaper in the draft and somebody that I can get that I can have a lot longer than I can have this guy. Why not add him through the draft and add him on a cheaper contract? So one of the things that, uh, speaking of the draft, that has also been impacting Lamar's uh, market is the presence of the quarterbacks available this year in the draft. One of those quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, just had his pro day today uh, uh, with the University of Florida. A number of teams were down there, including, you know, the Raiders and the Seahawks and, and a number of other teams. Um, curious, 
it's funny is because, you know, he had such a buzzworthy, that being Anthony Richardson performance at the combine. And then you haven't heard about him as much as people, again, have been going back to this whole Bryce Young versus uh, uh, Caleb and what have you. How do you uh, really quickly summarize where you rank those quarterbacks? And because Anthony Richardson went today, where you would want him to where you think he best fits? All right, here I go. The safest pick out of all three of these top quarterbacks, our four quarterbacks, I go, I go five deep. The safest is CZ Scrod. I think he's the best pass out the group. I think he's going to succeed earlier than everybody in the draft. I, I think Bryce Young has the, the how should I say it? He either going to be great or he going to stink. All right? It ain't going to be no in-between with him. He's Why? Gonna be, he, he either going to be Drew Brees. Uh, he gonna end up being <laughs> he gonna end up being a guy that you never heard of in five years. Okay. Now the unicorn out the group, meaning the highest ceiling out the group is Anthony Richardson. Mm. Uh, he's the one that if you be patient with him, like when Grandma made us dinner, it took a while, but she put love in that food, and we watch. Kansas City do this with Pat Mahomes. They slow cooked him and now they got everything that they wanted. I would love to see the Seattle Seahawks draft Anthony Richardson. Slow cook him. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, yeah, and, and slow cook him. Pot roast him until he's ready to play. And now you have Cam Newton. 2.0. You have a Cam Newton, a faster version of Cam Newton. Uh, 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 I think a version of Cam Newton that can really throw. He just got to work on his accuracy. I just think in, th in, in 10 years when we look back, if he is with the right team, all we would be talking about is Anthony, I mean, is Anthony Richardson, but Herndon, all right? Herndon Hooker, Tennessee, is mm. a guy that's climbing and he climbed quick, and yeah. he can he can let it ride. He reminds me of a modern day Randall Cunningham. Mm, okay, I'm not as familiar with him, so that's interesting. I'm gonna have to go look at YouTube and look at some of the highlights and see if you know what you're talking about. But I have to go back to one thing you just said, which was thinking that Anthony Richardson uh, should go to Seattle. I know we mentioned Pete uh, Carroll, the head coach and general manager, and yeah. John Schneider was there. But why would you say Seattle over Atlanta? Well, I say Seattle over Atlanta because I, I'm afraid if he goes to Atlanta, he has to play now. If he has to play now, he will be Jamarcus Russell. Uh, you throwing him, you you throwing him into the fire, and you're gonna get his feet burnt. I I would say Seattle would be the perfect home because Geno is the perfect guy to tutor him. I uh, Geno is the perfect guy to start while he rides the bench and plays against that defense every day. I uh, I would I would just and. I do want most of these quarterbacks to go to the NFC because the NFC has a lack of quarterbacks. The NFC has the quarterbacks that could. We have all the, the Dak Prescott's fourth round. We have the, the Brock Purdy's. Right, when I go to the AFC, they have all the chosen ones, the Trevor Lawrence, the Pat Mahomes, the Josh Allen's. They got all the top five picks. Right, over here, all our quarterbacks are try-harder dudes, the Sam Howells of the world. Even the guys we took in the top five, they turn into Daniel Jones. So what I'm saying is I want – these quarterbacks to play in Carolina, the Atlanta, in Seattle. So then what about the Houston Texans? 
Uh, the Houston Texans, I want them to get Will Levis because it's always a quarterback that they're trying to pump every year, that they're trying to force down our throats, that everybody, these so-called scouts who missed on Tom Brady and thought 20 quarterbacks were better, they want to they want to just put Will Levis's on a pedestal and we watch it happen every year. It'd be Why a do you want him to go to the Texans? Why are you doing that to the Texans? I want because I want, it's the AFC. I feel like whatever quarterbacks go into the AFC going to fail and not fail because they're not good, going to fail because of the competition of quarterbacks they got to play. So then why you want him to go to the AFC if you feel like he's Because out of all these guys, I just feel like one, Will Levis already going to be a bust. Oh Two, my gosh. Hey, listen, we know this. Out so of the quarterback, hopefully D'Amico Ryan's ain't listening to this because you already trying to send a quarterback you feel like going to sabotage the team. So hopefully, I'm, no not, I'm not trying to sabotage the team, but you got to pick somebody. Like, they're going to have to pick somebody. And we know out of the top five quarterbacks, Scrod, Young, Richardson, all of these guys won't be stars. We know that. Right? We know that for a fact. And we know this. I always watch this. Go back in the, t- the last 20 years. Every quarterback that goes number two stinks. Mm. Mm. No matter how they start their career, whoever goes number two, the second quarterback taken, mm. usually stinks. And and give me an example. Uh, Andrew Luck, RG3. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 don't, I, can't even remember, I, I don't be memorizing drafts like that to remember who's two and not yeah. two. Or, yeah. uh, I'm trying to even think the year that um, – Baker Mayfield came out. Was it Sam Darnold was second? Was it second? Yeah, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. You don't necessarily stand. I think that. I mean, he. I think he had an unfortunate start to his career. Um, you know, with offensive coordinators with the Jets who didn't necessarily know what they were doing. And sometimes when you do start off as a defensive head coach, it can be harder, let alone offensive coordinators that don't necessarily. No, I ain't going to let you do that for defensive coaches. I ain't going to let you do that for defensive head coaches. A little better going down to, uh, you know, the Panthers. and What what were you saying? And then the Bucks. What would you say? I I ain't going to let you hate on defensive head coaches. Defensive head coaches don't ruin quarterbacks. No, I'm just saying that it didn't help that you had the combination of a defensive of head coach with uh oh, all right, all right. coordinators i believe in jeremy bates and then there was the guy before i'm forgetting his name that uh I, and i know my sources i can hear my source right now saying the first guy was better right. than jeremy bates and, and todd bull should have never fight him is that yeah but, but if you go back to the history our way to pay manning pay manning Number one, Ryan Leaf. Number two, oh, uh, anytime you tell, anytime you tell me the number two pick in the draft and he a quarterback, nine times out of ten he did not succeed. Yeah, well, no, that's a, that's an astute point. We'll we'll keep an eye on it and look at it to see, um, you know, if, if that pertains this particular uh, draft as we get closer to the draft this year, um, which will be a uh, very interesting. Um, and, I got, and I got another thing, yes. Slingle. Quarterbacks do not last long in the league. I need my quarterback single. Like I need my quarterback. I need my quarterback. I need my dating life have to do with it, Fred. Listen, I need my quarterbacks married. You know why? Because football, if they show that they can have a successful marriage, they can have a successful marriage with the football team. I every year they ask me who gonna win the Super Bowl. Like last year, they were like Kansas City or the Eagles. I like the Eagles got the better team, but guess what? Patrick Mahomes married. All right, and Jalen Hurts not. We Patrick Mahomes. I right? Tom Brady. Like when you can put all of your time 
and you not you're not running the streets and you're not single, you win. Like the reason Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl is because he is single and he's an anomaly. He is the only single quarterback besides Joe Namath that won the Super Bowl. So are right? you so saying? Are you saying, Fred, as one single person talking to another single person, yeah, yeah. that being you? That mm -hmm. we can't be organized and have our stuff together professionally. I'm saying we I'm saying Fred Smooth and Joe Cena Anderson cannot quarterback a team single. All right, that's what I'm telling you. We cannot succeed. I think like think about it. I being Roethlisberger right. mm -hmm. played the best football in his life after he got married. Mm. Uh, all quarterbacks, like Dan Marino, perennial uh, single guy. You know that there are no. a lot of single people out in the world that don't play quarterback, that do things that take a lot of. No, I, I, I only say quarterback. I, I only say quarterback. I said quarterback. Well, I don't I know why not other job. I say who, who conducts heart surgery, somebody making a no, rocket. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop running with it. Stop running with it. And, and uh, all I say. That's why we. Like, it's a reason why we like our presidents married. All right? That's why I like my quarterback married. All right? At the end of the day, we ain't never had a single president, and we probably won't ever have a single president. If you cannot hold a household together, you can't hold a country together. So I want my quarterback single. I, I want my quarterbacks married. Look at the, look at the winning percentage. Married quarterbacks versus single quarterbacks. It's it's astronomical. All right, all right let me give you an example. Yeah. Kyler Murray is a single quarterback. All right? yeah. Yeah. Emotionally unstable. All right, there go your single quarterback. All right. I, no. have, I have a very good example of one of the 32 quarterbacks right now that is married. It might not necessarily be considered stable behind the scenes, but I'm not going to name his name right now and get to that drama. If I, if you just kind of swipe left in your brain and think of who I might be talking about, you can go there. I don't necessarily think one correlates with the other, but I can tell that you have sat up in your bed with your eyes wide open thinking of this theory far I, way too long. That I do I, know. I, I have, because I had to go with my Boy, Dak, single, can't win the big game. I had to go, Jamie Winston, single, can't win the big game. I had to, I, as I kept on going, kept on going down every division, every time I thought about it, I was like, the married quarterbacks dominate. Patrick Mahomes got married early. He dominating early. All right, so it's just, Josh Allen can't get over the hump. He's single. All right, it's it just like, every time I look, oh, oh, emotionally unstable Aaron Rodgers. He's single. He can't commit to nobody but himself. He's selfish. All right, so at the well, end of you know, Well, you know what? With the uh, Sacramento Kings, I think, make it into the playoffs. The Jets are now the longest franchise without a, without a, without a playoff win the longest playoff drought so fred smooth if yeah. aaron Rodgers comes into the concrete jungle and mm -hmm. takes the jets to the super bowl are you gonna retire this ridiculous theory about yeah, single will. people which oh by the way includes yourself yeah i will i will i will i will renounce my throne i i have no problem <laughs> With that, listen. You ain't got a throne. You ain't got a crown. No, 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 no. Hey, all I'm saying is this. Remember this. Aaron Rodgers has only one Super Bowl out of all these great seasons he's had. 
Like, he's been everything but a winner besides one season. Like, he will win you games until you need him to win you games. Like, right now, if he moves into the Jets, he ain't better than Pat Mahomes. Most people say he ain't better than Josh Allen. I it, it, he ain't better than Joe Barrow. I so I already, I already I already got the penance for you. I already got the penance for you. Not only if the if Aaron Rodgers comes and win the Super Bowl, you will have to bring your behind up ninety five from VA from your uh, mansion that you in there right now. Drive your behind all the way to Florham Park and do a stand up with me on live TV or something where you will have to admit that you got this wrong in front of the entire gang. And I might even wrestle up. Yes, I said wrestle up. The yeah. gang green fans all up against you and just replay this bite, just so you know. Hey, all I'm saying is I would do whatever's needed, but my theory of married quarterback and single quarterback holds up 97% of the time. Married versus single. It's too much responsibility as a quarterback to have other stuff going on in your life. Married quarterbacks are single of vision. They can't wait to leave home because their wife is on their nerve. They can't wait to go to work. The reason Tom Brady stay over there at the office 12 hours because he's only going home. Uh, he has nothing to sell. Cam Newton is a single quarterback that goes back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, all I'm saying, I, I, Russell, quarterback, Married, all right. We he, hey, won a, he won a Super Bowl. He was married to he was married to that first girl at okay, that time. He, I, I don't remember who he was married to. Was he married to the yeah. other chick at the time? Yes, he, yes, he was, he was not married. Or were they going through it at the time? He I don't even know. He was married. So was uh, Matthew Stafford married. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. The last 15 quarterbacks besides Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl have been married. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, uh, I don't know if I like your calculus. Usually, Jojo Nomics is better than Fred Nomics. So, um, hey, I, two I don't people know if are it's... better than one. Two so people what? are better than one. Two what? people are better than one. A, okay. a, a strong couple can take I, over I the world. You know that I have peace in my home. You see what I'm saying? And I, uh, I'm not listening to nobody yelling, uh, uh, nobody throwing no dishes every around time we watch it, hey, Every time we watch a movie, every time we watch a movie, the good guy has a family and he's married. He got something to fight for. The bad guys, the, the destros of the world, the villains, they never have relationships, right? They never have relationships. You when you're guy. in this category, Oh, because I need because I need to better myself. I, I need to better myself. I, this, this, this is called looking in the mirror. Okay, sound like you've been thinking about your own relationship issues. I'm just saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's time for me to just get married. Oh, again, you mean again? Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> well, I hope you do find your picket fence and your two and a half kids and, mm-hmm. and, and your house on the cul-de-sac with, yeah. you know, with Mary Jane and, and whoever else you find, it will yeah. not be me, but I will be, I will be in the stands flapping my Sunday fan, throwing you rice and, and wishing you the best and, and, and chilling and enjoying my singlehood for right now. Uh, uh, you, 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 it. 
Huh? You most definitely the forever auntie that shows up on Christmas foreverly single. Uh, you 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 are her. Listen, I, I'm just not necessarily pressed. You know, I'm I might be I might be like George Clooney, where he just was forever single for a while until he finally settled down. If if somebody inspires me to do that to the point where I want to take on someone else's aggravation every day, you know, and whatever else, then I'll do that. But I, but yeah, I, you, I you am make it. You, you make it. Relationship, you make relationships sound like a chore. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I, I'm just saying that there's also a flip side to being able to enjoy coming home and being able to do what you want to do. This is not saying that I don't enjoy other people's company, you know, at, you know, times where I haven't been in deep, long, you know, relationships or what have you. I'm just saying that, you know, when I come home, my house is even, my bandwidth is even every, you know, and, and there, and there's also, there's also a benefit to that as well. When you are with someone, you are riding the ups and downs of that every day. And, th and that's also a different adjustment. There are days when single people want to be married and when married people want to be single. And oh, by the way, like if you go on and have kids, having kids right now in this day and age where you can't even have the, you know, the peace of mind to drop them off in school without something happening. I mean, God, listen, me and you, you, you came up in Mississippi, but you're now basically a Washingtonian living in the area for, so, you know, for so long. And, yeah. and, and I can't even imagine not sitting in the classroom wanting to sit behind, um, you know, the, the, the students and just, you know, watching the, the, the class just take place and feeling like I need to protect my child just going from class to class to class. Cause I don't know what's going on in these classes. Well, 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 going outside is dangerous. We live to like, not live to die, but we live knowing that it's inevitable. So like I tell my kids, you can't be afraid to go outside and live. All right. And this, and that's the thing. You got a couple of people in this world. You got people who watch people live and you got people that live. I am a liver. All right. So at the end of the day, I would not let none stop me for this short ride that we have. And if you look up to meet the right person to spend the rest of your life with, you shouldn't second guess it. Well, I'm I'm just saying, I'm take, taking my time, you know, shoot. But this time next year, you never know. I might be married or or I might be next year, what have you. All, hey, I'm, saying is, all I'm saying is I'm not pressed. And it's, it's an okay. I don't have to subscribe to societal pressures. I'm not pressed to be married and I'm not pressed to have a kid. And I and I like coming home and being able to do what I want. Well, to well, do. I, would, I wouldn't even say married because I'm, I'm looking for someone to, to go together. I'm like Goldie Huns and Kurt Russell. We just going to go together. We don't need to get the paper to say we married. We go together. See now, see now that's a whole nother show. You now you now you want you want to be shacking up. You want to shack up. You want somebody to come in no, here no, and no. make your apple waffles and your cheesy I, grits. That's I, what it is. That, you want I somebody to, to, to domestic, I, I just, domesticate around you. That's no, you I just don't want the paperwork of marriage to ruin a relationship. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, because I hear about uh, people getting the prenups and now postnups and then redoing the postnups and all. That. I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. It's too cool. And, and, and you know what somebody else said while we wrap up this topic real quick? Somebody told me that relationships are slow motion betrayal. That you just you just getting married for it to basically just happen two, five, ten years down and, and, and save yourself all that headache, save yourself all the legal bills, money split and all that other stuff because you're going to be tired of each other in ten years anyways. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm I, just I, saying. 
Hey, hey, every relationship doesn't end like that. Most a relationships, lot of them do. Like most they only end like that because people don't take the time to get to know themselves first. If, if you don't get to know yourself first, you can't give me the ingredients to make you happy. I'm just saying I, you have to be extra special. You got to be extra special, you know, in terms of. And, and here's what I definitely do know in, in my 40s and what have you is that I definitely have to have communication compatibility. And there's just so many people that just uh, from a communication standpoint are just so incompatible, just can't keep up. Well, with you, the, know, you know, communication, communication go both ways. It's just, uh, oh my gosh. And then uh, communication. By everything. It's just, come on, man. No, know, no, communication. This is what you don't understand by communication. Hmm. You can't talk the whole damn time. You're going to have to listen. Yeah, you got to listen. Huh? You gotta listen to that man. I, you can't, you can't just great, talk to him the whole time. A, how you think I became the top female inside in the country? I am a great listener. That's business. Listener. That's business. Huh? That ain't got nothing to do with personal. That's business. You're a top communication when it comes to business. Now, when it comes to personal, you probably just do all the talking and never do no listening. Listen, I do, I do, a, I do a lot of listening, but I will say that I have unfortunately run through um, uh, in my time of being out here since college i've in my personal relationship unfortunately i've had you know some people who have just been emotionally unavailable and i and i just it's just it's not it's not good well so, i know this i know this it ain't but one person in this world that's been in been in 100 of your relationships and that's you so everybody ain't wrong everybody ain't wrong but why are you so quick to give the dudes credit and can't just it can't just be a circumstance of where what I'm saying is what it is, as opposed to just saying, you know, Joe, you're this. You, you see, you see, that was an opportunity to uplift your, the black queen, to uplift yeah, the queen. Period. Regardless of the, the race, you. just say you're this, you're that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm, yeah. you know, whatever, huh? I did uplift you by telling you the truth. I gave you a key to success. Maybe you need to listen to me. <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Other Bolin Girl, where at the end of the movie, Anne Bolin knows she's about to get her head cut off, and her sister Mary, she asked her, listen, you know, is the king going to still cut my head off? And she said, is she, or is she dating somebody else? And, and she basically says no. And the sister knows that she's lying. And you know what Anne Bolin says to Mary Bolin? She says, oh, my sister, you're such a generous liar. Sometimes, Fred, there are times where when you have to be a generous liar, you ain't got to say what you feel is the truth every minute because the situation don't call for that. I'm the son of a preacher. I was ordained to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I think on that note, that's a good note to, to, to leave it there. Listen, there'll be a lot of opportunities for us to talk not only sports, but things that are off topic as we are officially moving into the off season of the 2023 season as we start to now wrap up some of these pro days, inch towards the draft. See what's going to happen with Lamar. Will Aaron Rodgers ever get traded? Where's OBJ going? How are these quarterbacks going to stash? Is Fred going to be right by the end of the season that a single quarterback will still not win the Super Bowl or whatever nonsense he was saying? But, Fred, we do appreciate you coming yeah. on and not making sense as usual. No, you, you do. You always have good points. I've got to ask the fans this. Is your quarterback married? All right? Is your quarterback married? Because if he ain't, you ain't got a chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we are going out for Fred Smoot. I'm Josine Anderson, and we are saying peace. Peace. <laughs>